0: back to today's show. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking to Andy Ross, who is a singer, a songwriter, country music superstar, TV host, bow hunter, an American patriot, which I love that, and entrepreneur. But before we jump into this fantastic episode, let's have a word from today's sponsor. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have an exciting guest that I've been excited to uh, have the opportunity to talk to. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. My name is Andy Ross, and uh, it's always a pleasure to get on a podcast or radio or TV and uh, share our story. So again, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come chat with us. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into uh, music. Well, I got here uh, quite a
1: different way than, than you, you might expect. I had a, a TV show for 10 years on the Outdoor Channel, and I bow hunted the world on outdoor TV on my program called Maximum Archery World Tour. And one day I decided, you know, about four or five, I don't know, three or four seasons into the 10 years, you know, it might be cool to do a little music on the show, have some unique songs going in and out of commercials, during the opener, you know, when the, uh, uh, anytime when the, uh, you know, the credits would roll and, and that type of thing. So I started writing some songs and, and using them on the show and they'd get a little better and a little better. And songs like blood trail on a white tail, hunt me down, gotta go hunting blues. And, uh, you know, then iTunes comes out and all the file sharing and Napster and all these things come about. And the next thing I know, I got songs going viral and, uh, country artists wanting to write with me and a year or two later, Nashville's calling saying, Hey, Andy, why don't you come make a record? So, uh, here we are four, th- four albums later and having a blast.
0: That is an amazing story. So can you tell me a little bit about the TV show that you had and, and what it was like to have a TV show, especially doing outdoor stuff?
1: Yeah, it was really cool. You know, we, we got to, you know, I, I had a passion for bow hunting and for hunting in general, but, uh, bow hunting was by far kind of my, my favorite. And, uh, you know, to get to do that seven months a year and, uh, you know, build a business around it was, was really a blessing and an opportunity that I couldn't say no to. Um, you know, we were gone a lot as you can imagine. And, you know, we're not just bow hunting, you know, cornfields in Kansas. I mean, we're in the Yukon, we're in Alaska, we're in Mexico, we're in Mozambique and Zimbabwe and Botswana and New Zealand. Um, you know, all over Canada and, you know, you know, the Antarctic area, you know, way up north, caribou. And we're all over the place. And when we string these hunts together, we don't just go on a hunt and come home on a hunt and go home. We'd put, you know, two, three, four of them back to back. So when we would go out, um, you know, we'd be gone for five weeks or so. so, um, But I got to do a lot of things. I can't think of anything in the world uh, that I wanted to do with my bow that I didn't get to do. And to have a music career come out of it and then have the music turn into a brand and, and land me where I am today, um, just, just truly
0: blessed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like it's an amazing career. And of course you're not done yet, no. but to go from TV host, you know, Hunter into country music, man, that's, that's a wild transition.
1: <laughs> it was a lot of fun. You know, we,
0: uh, we we did both for about
1: we juggled you know both things for about two or three years and it just got to be where uh, we just couldn't continue to do the show and fulfill the demand to play music so you know something had to go and you know after doing the show for what was ten years um, you know I was ready to I was ready to put my full efforts into music and and move on.
0: So tell me what what it's like to. Write an album and, uh, you know, create songs and and with, you know, creating the music and the lyrics together. I mean, I would imagine that some of it would be true life experiences to a degree.
1: Yeah, you know, in the beginning, every, you know, song I wrote was for the TV show. So it it had some type of hunting based, you know, hunt me down, support your local wildlife, got to go hunting blues, you know. Everything kind of had that theme to it, but when it came came time to make a record, you know, the idea was, all right, let's put about two of two outdoorsy hunting songs on the record, but you can't do, you know, you can't do 12, 12 hunting songs. You know, we've got to branch out from this, and uh, that was a new experience for me, and thankfully, uh, the gentleman who was working with me and still works with me, Doug Grau, um, he had worked with and developed talent like Travis Tritt, Little Texas, uh, Jeff Foxworthy produced the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. So he put me with some better writers, um, Porter Howe, Mark Sutton, John McElroy, Doug Cahan, Brady, uh, Brady Seals. And he put me with some really you know good writers that were able to take my experiences, my stories, my passions, what I would write, and basically you know help me mold those into, into really good songs. Um, I'll never forget Porter Howe told me, Who's a writer, uh, frontman guitar player of Little Texas, wrote those number one hits, God bless Texas, Amy's back in Austin. Kick a little, what might have been. Um, you know, a string of songs, string of hits. And he said, Look, Andy, he said, you know, I'm not gonna write the song for you. You gotta you gotta write the song. I'm just gonna help you make your song a better song. But, you know, I'm not gonna give you the ideas and the and the um you know the the theme and the message of the song. You got to bring that to the table. I'll help you take it to another level, and that's what all the writers have done with me. And of course, the the more I write, the better I get, and the better I get, you know, the more their input uh, uh, just adds to the quality and uh, you know of the song. So it's it's a process for sure. Oh
0: yeah, I mean I can only imagine. You know, you know, as as a fan of country music. I get to enjoy it, but you don't really know the process of what goes into it. And, yeah. you know, the, 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 time that goes into creating a song, much less a hit song.
1: Yeah. And you've got, you know, you got different approaches. Um, sometimes you'll come up with a lick on your guitar and you'll say, Hey, I want to build something around this lick. Sometimes you have just have an idea. Sometimes you have a melody that you're whistling in your head. Um, but you don't have words for the melody. Um, You know you got a beat you got a tempo you might be writing uh you know no one wants an album full of ballads you know you need a you need in my case you know one ballad maybe two at the most but one then you need a couple like mid-tempo songs almost like you know faster power ballads and then you need you know country rock and roll and uh so you got a You know, you got to look at your album and look at what you have on the table and say, um, you know, what this is a great song and this is a great song. But how are they going to go together if someone would play this album or CD or download album uh, in its entirety? Um, You know, you want a a nice mixture of, uh, uh, you know, you don't want all hard, fast paced rock songs. You got to have a change of tempo, a change of key maybe bring it down, bring it up, the order you put them in. I mean, all that comes into play and is well thought out.
0: So when uh, doing music and deciding that you were going to be a musician, did you have anybody that you looked up to, whether it be from maybe rock and roll or country or any other uh, genre? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I have a,
1: a, a pretty diverse background of music and, Um, of of things that I listen to and draw from and my, you know, if you listen to my music, it's very much on the rock side of country. I mean, it's almost crosses the line and someone might make the argument that it's more rock. Um, but it, it, it just hovers in that upper end of that country place where it can still live and not quite cross over. Um, and and that's because of my background and Doug Grouse background and what I mean by that, um, I grew up with a six a brother who's six years older than me and a sister who's five years older than me. So when I was a kid and my friends were listening to the Partridge family, I was listening to the music that my brothers and sisters listened to, which was Hart and Fleetwood Mac and Bob Seger, you know, and the Eagles and Steve Miller. And, you know, that's what I grew up listening to because again, they were so, so many years older than me. I mean, they're, uh, you know, they're 16 years old when I'm 10. So I'm listening to 16-year-old teenage music and I'm, you know, nine and a half, ten 10 years old. So I grew up on rock. And um, when I got the, because the TV show was Maximum Archery and it was hunting, bow hunting, a lot of the people, if not the majority of the people that watched and loved hunting, loved country music. And the artists that reached out to me that played arenas were, you know, were, were well-known country music artists that watched my show. The gentleman who reached out to me to make a record, who I mentioned, Doug Grau, he was in the country, you know, with Little Texas and Travis Tritt and the Davison brothers and David Ball. I mean, he was in the country realm. So when it got time to make a record, I wanted to rock. Doug, Doug's like, well, your audience is country and my, my, uh, influence and my abilities and my my wheelhouse's country. So we've got to come up with a sound. And I'm like, well, it's not gonna be, you know, this top 40 country thing that's coming about. And he's like, well, it's not gonna be, you know, Motley Crue either. (laughs) So where are we gonna land? And uh, we really stumbled on the You Ain't Seen Crazy yet record because what we kind of did there was, Let's do a couple the way you want. We'll do a couple the way I want. And and you had a weird mix. You had songs like uh, "Angel to Me" and some that were real country. And then you ain't seen crazy yet, outlaw women and whiskey, three-legged dog. I mean, they sounded like '80s rock songs. And we really didn't, really didn't uh, combine our thoughts and our sounds and our ideas. We just did three or four the way I kind of liked, and three or four kind of the way he liked. And we ended up with ten, twelve on a record. But when we got to Cold Dead Hand, that's when we hit our groove. That's when we hit, like, um, he was like, this is country enough for me. This will work. And I'm like, this is rocking enough for me. This will work. So, the, so the, um, the Cold Dead Hand record, the Time to Fight record, and now the record that I'm recording, Lucky to Be Alive, we've really each record honed in on a sound that I would say is Andy Ross.
0: That's awesome. I mean, it's it's always great for me to talk to somebody like yourself and just get that creative input on what you do and and what actually goes into it. Because you know, just like I said, for me, just being a fan, it's one of those things where you can enjoy it, but you you can enjoy it more once you realize yeah. what goes into well, it. Well,
1: I, you know, i I have a different approach, maybe or a different idea than about it than most because I've shared this, my thoughts with other artists and they're like, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but I never looked at it that way. So my my way of looking at it might be different. And when I say, people say you're gonna write and record a song, I, I say, build a song. We're gonna build a song. Um, you ever build a doghouse or a, a project? Let's just say doghouse. Yeah. Okay, if you build a doghouse, you need wood, you need a plan, you need nails or screws, you need uh, shingles for the roof, uh, you need you know, a hammer or a drill and a level and a saw. I mean, there's things you need to build this doghouse. Now, if we were to build dinner tonight and we're having dinner guests over, whatever we're making, we might need flour and might need egg and salt, you know, seasonings. We need this cut of meat. We need these pots, these pans, you need all this stuff. And at the, end of, at the end of cooking or building dinner, this dinner's gonna come out. It's gonna come out of the oven and off the stove. And this doghouse, at the end of using this wood and shingles and glue and nails and hammers, and saws, this doghouse is gonna come out. Um, the, the dinner may not be good. You may throw it away, or the next time you make it, you may change the recipe. The doghouse, You so well, if I had to rebuild that, I'd do it a little different. Well, when I build a song, I need a tempo, a beat, a melody, I need lyrics um i need a guitar riff you know i need um i need a, a, a harmonies you know there's just things you need and that song comes out like that doghouse comes out like that dinner came out and you may throw it away you know very possibly it's like ah that that didn't that didn't work that didn't sound good or that didn't taste good or that won't hold up in the weather it's the same thing you know it's just creativity of Building a song or making a song or writing a song or bringing a song to life, just like you take ingredients and bring dinner to life or bring a, a doghouse to fruition or, or to, you know, to be. So that's how I that's how I look at it and view it. So if you can if you can do any of those things, um, it's kind of the same thing. You just you have certain ingredients that you need and uh, see how it comes out
0: all right we're going to take a quick break from this episode to take a look at andy ross's newest song release all american heart so without further ado here's andy ross and all american heart We'll be right Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's a great analogy is it, it, the doghouse or cooking dinner because if you don't have the right ingredients, so to speak, yeah. regardless of what you're trying to build or make, it's not going to turn out.
1: You're, you're making a six-course meal. You're like, man, I'm never using pineapple juice in that again. That was terrible, you know. It's like, man, that banjo part, I don't know about that. And I think, yeah, oh, it just sounds too, you know, it's just moving too slow. And, it's you know, you're just creating, really. Um Whether you're creating music or, I mean, you've created a podcast. You've, there were certain things you needed to bring this podcast to life. And, you know, we went through one of your programs we needed to make it happen that I just downloaded so we could do this today. You've got five or six things you need to pull together. And then someone's going to watch this show and say, How'd you do that?
0: You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So in your music career, um, where do you see yourself going? I mean, what's, what's the, what's the end goal? I mean, you know, I know for, for some people it's to be massively famous, but then others, it's just to be successful in their own right and have fun.
1: Yeah. You know, my music career is, uh, is, uh, it's very robust. It's, it's big, but it's not, you know, it's not Tim McGraw big. It's not Taylor Swift big. It's not, uh, you know, Van Halen big. It's, uh, Uh, It started as a TV show. I, you know, it morphed into a music career. And uh, I always tell people, you know, there's no way I'm going to win the voice. You know, I might might not even make the audition. (laughs) I may not even get on the show. But what I do better than anybody else out there is I play and sing Andy Ross music better than anyone else. And that's enough and um people are digging it listening to it showing up to my concerts and demanding you know requesting me to come play and uh you know it's bigger every year every year i keep thinking well i'm a little i'm a little old maybe to be pioneering a music career but every year when i think it's going to die off it just gets bigger and bigger Uh, the audience gets bigger Uh, more people have access to the music now because of streaming and you know, all the ways we listen to music. So we have more people than ever, uh, by far, listening to the music and uh, more people, you know, than ever wanting me to come play. Play a lot of NASCAR events. I play motorcycle rallies, like Bullet County Bike Fest. Uh, we play a lot of Freedom Fest weekend for our heroes, Armed Forces Day, uh, you know, play a lot of outdoor summer, uh, spring summertime events. But um, I had a song out in 2015 off the Time to Fight record called American Rebel, and it became a patriotic anthem, and we decided to build a brand around it. And we built a brand around it. We've introduced products. Uh, one of our flagship products is our American Rebel gun safes, our concealed carry clothing. We've just introduced our, introducing our line of electric bikes. And, um, you know, as of February of this year, we became a publicly traded company on NASDAQ. So, um, when I was doing the TV show, I didn't know I would end up with a music career when I was writing music. I didn't know I would have these patriotic anthems and we'd build a brand around it. And when we did, I didn't know we'd be a publicly traded company on NASDAQ. So, um, my advice to myself is just keep pushing because it's working and, uh, I'm going to keep writing songs, making music. I'm going to take advantage of interviews like this podcast and every chance I can get, uh, myself on radio tv in front of people podcasts to talk about music and to talk about the american rebel brand and just keep working
0: so as far as uh jumping into the american rebel uh brand i really i didn't know that that you did that that's that's awesome
1: yeah it's uh it's a full-time job in itself in fact uh And because we're American Rebel, America's patriotic brand, and we're producing a lot of products in the U.S. and bringing jobs to the U.S., and because it came from the patriotic music, which came from the TV show, um, you know, I get a lot of requests to do a lot of stuff. For instance, uh, Monday, I was on the ABC morning show in Las Vegas. Tuesday, I was on the ABC morning show in Phoenix. Uh, The last three weeks, I've been on... Uh, Newsmax, Bloomberg, Fox Business. So, thankfully, when they talk to me, um, all I got to do is tell my story. You know, the the difference between playing patriotic country rock and roll and playing my music, and working and running America's patriotic brand, American Rebel. You would think they are completely different, but they're really not because they have the same mission statement. It's the same interview. And the goal's the same. And I'm, I get to be the same person. They don't make me put on a suit and tie when I'm doing CEO of American rebel business. And, and, you know, they just let me roll how I roll as if, uh, you know, I'm do, I'm on the morning show just being the same person I am. If I was, you know, 45 minutes from hitting the stage. So, uh, it, it's 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 not like I have to change characters or change hats
0: and that' that's a really uh hard thing to balance I, I would feel just because you know you know somebody's being authentic when they're one you see them one way and then when you meet them in a totally different um, uh, company aspect yeah They're the exact same,
1: you know, and and that's 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 a great point. And and no one's ever said that to me, but you're exactly right. Um, I've done a lot of interviews, investor conferences, things on Wall Street, things in Manhattan and made the mistake of showing up trying to look like a businessman. And they they're like, no, where where's where's that American rebel guy? That's who we want. I mean, they darn near want me to walk out there in stage clothes or something, you know. Um, But that's who they want. They want the same guy. And it's funny when I do music interviews, they want to talk more about American Rebel and how you become the CEO of a public company. But when I go do interviews with like Newsmax or Bloomberg, uh, new to the street, and they know me as the CEO of the public company, they want to spend more time talking about my music. So it's kind of funny that they, they want to talk about like the one they didn't really know about maybe as much.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's it's a fantastic thing, and, and a lot of that is where we live. Yeah. You know, we, we have the, the freedom to do that and to try to be true to ourselves and be successful in our own right, whatever that means to the person yeah. at the time. Yeah.
1: You know, you made a good point wh- where we live. I, I've often thought, first I used to say children, and now I think children and adults should all have one of these globes, you know, by your bed. On a stand, and you know they spin, right? The globe will spin, and every morning you ought to wake up and spin that thing. Shut your eyes and poke it and stop it with your finger. And if your finger lands on the United States of America, and that's where you woke up, up, you should consider yourself very lucky uh, that that's where you are. Not everybody gets to poke that globe and have it land on the United States of America, because I know the stuff I'm doing, and. When people want to have their version of chasing the American dream, the advantage you have by having that American dream in this country versus any other place in the world is, uh, you know, it's just a blessing. And I don't think enough people, I shouldn't say that, but it, it feels like sometimes not everybody has a full appreciation of where they woke up this morning.
0: And you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be trying to do what I do because, I, you know, I work full time at, at a Firestone. So, you know, I do this on the side. Hopefully one day I'll be able to be like you and just yeah. do what I love to do, you know, and it'll come. It, it's hard work, but if, if it wasn't hard, everybody, <laughs> everybody
1: would, do, would it. do it. Yeah. Well, like I said, you're you know, you have the opportunity to do that of where we woke up today not everybody has that opportunity and uh, I'm sure it's gonna work out just great for you
0: I appreciate that a lot and so um, the new album you're working on yep. um, do you have any songs out currently from the album yeah all
1: American Heart was the first single off the album you know back when I first did music and years ago what you would do is you would record an album of music and when I say album you know, I don't necessarily mean an album that's printed on vinyl. I mean, everybody thinks that that's a, an album. An album is just the songs that you recorded at, at one time, and it's an album of music. You could you could put them on CD, you could put them on iTunes, you could put them on streaming, you could put it. You could print it on vinyl. It's just it's just an album of music. Um, but people would record an album and they would complete it, and then they would start releasing a single here and singles seven, eight months later and what have you. Now they do because of streaming we do what's called the waterfall approach and that is we'll take a song off the album that we're recording that we know we want to release and we'll do it first and release it while we're working on the next, you know the rest of the songs on the album and then six eight night we might release three or four months later, just one digitally but not to radio and then three or four, or five months after that we might introduce one again to radio. And by that time, the album's, you know, done. But we're actually kicking songs off of it as they're being completed while it's done. It's, again, called the Waterfall Approach that most of Nashville's doing now and not waiting until an album is complete.
0: That's awesome. And you you are an amazing person to talk to just because of your wide range of what you've done and what is still to Oh, thank
1: you very much. I appreciate that. It's uh. Uh, you know, I, I use the word blessed a bunch, um, but I am I am truly blessed of have been able to take a lot of passions and turn them into uh, successes and kind of springboard one off the other.
0: So for our listeners and viewers who are watching, where can they find uh, the American Rebel brand and where can they find uh, your music?
1: Well, AmericanRebel.com is absolutely where you can find all things American Rebel. In January at the SHOT Show, we're introducing our, you know, we have all of our gun safes out. We're introducing our, our electric bikes, all of our concealed carry clothing's out. You can see all of it at AmericanRebel.com. And then uh, as far as me and my music, aside from American Rebel, AndyRoss.com. All my socials are at AndyRossRebel. So come follow me and uh, reach out and, uh, uh, you know, turn on some music and enjoy it.
0: Well, listen, I appreciate your time so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Well,
1: thank you for having me, and I look forward to coming back.
0: Thank you very much. We definitely want to have you back at some point. Perfect. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great afternoon. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.